welcome to the My Curious Colleague podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs, like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Welcome, my curious colleagues. A little background before we get into today's guests. Several of my colleagues have been supporting e-commerce in their organizations, in particular the DTC or direct-to-consumer piece of it, um, and, and supporting really the product part of it, questions about the products, which typically consumer relations has all that information in their knowledge base. So that really makes sense. But more recently, a few of you have shared with me that you are kind of taking over the whole customer journey and supporting questions that relate to the fulfillment piece of the journey as well. So really acting as a one-stop shop for all the questions on a DTC, you know, for example, online shop. And um, so that's kind of new and exciting. And also... CBD, CPG products are out there. So I feel like we really hit the jackpot today with my guest, Kathy Grimes of Alaybox.com. She is the co-founder of Alaybox, which is an e-commerce CBD subscription box and marketplace featuring curated products and concierge services to help you find the best CBD products for you. Kathy is the recent founder of the Laybox. Before that, Kathy has been a leader in areas of marketing, sales, and human resources for the past 25 plus years. Most recently, Kathy was the global head of human resources at Susquehanna International Group, where her role included marketing, branding, social media, and events. A little bit about Kathy on the personal front. She is a volunteer with the Ronald McDonald House of Philadelphia. She leads a scholarship fund in honor of her brother at the William Penn Charter School and Duke University and is an active tennis player. So welcome to the podcast, Kathy. How are you? you. Thanks for having me. I'm feeling great. Thank you. Even though you've just recently really started up in this business in 2019 before the pandemic you must have had a you know a customer service strategy that you were working off of either you know literally written down or something in your mind on how you wanted consumers to be cared for in those situations with you know product questions or fulfillment complaints or you know a, a product that's just not meeting their expectation so can you share a little bit about about your strategy for consumer care? Sure. So CBD being in such a unique space where I think there's not a lot of clarity and not a lot of education out there in the marketplace, but there's certainly a lot of product. One of the first things we thought about was education and trust, uh, really trying to work directly with the consumer to provide them with information they can count on building trust with them that we are going to stand 100% behind the product and really help them find the results that are going to help them feel better. So I think those were unwavering pillars that we started out with. 
And we felt that the marketplace really needed it and that consumers needed to be very careful about the products that they were buying. For instance, if you found it at Wawa versus somewhere else, how do you know what is in that product? And I think CBD is one of those products where people aren't quite sure. So we were trying to fill that void. Perfect. Just sort of taking it tactically down, um, what are some of the channels that consumers can leverage to reach out to you all? Okay. Um, very interesting. Before the pandemic, our mode of go-to-market was through house parties. So we literally were going from friend's house to friend's house, focusing a lot on the education, the sampling of the products, asking us directly whatever it was that was on your mind or your concern or your ailment, and interacting directly with a variety of individuals who were curious about CBD. Um, obviously, after the pandemic began, that was impossible. Um, but we had always set up the website with a way to get in touch with us directly through email, uh, through our telephone number, which is on the website, and also through social media. We get a lot of inquiries directly through Instagram, and we respond to those very quickly. I would say it would be unusual for someone to not get a response within six to 12 hours. The phone number that you mentioned is that say a 1-800 number, or is that a local number? It's a direct phone number. You know, we're still a small business, so yeah. it is a direct phone number that goes to either me or my son. Yeah. So basically, I'm talking to one half of your customer service team. Exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. In addition to all the other hats that you and your, your son wear. Yeah. I think right now, we're being so careful with customer acquisition and building that trust that yeah. we enjoy hearing directly from our community and whether that's to give us great feedback about the way a product has worked or giving us feedback that they didn't feel anything or it didn't do what they expected. And again, you know, we're always standing behind our products 100% and trying to work with them to find a different solution, if that makes sense. I think having that openness and that perspective to listening to consumers, regardless of, of what they're sharing, I think will go a long way, um, especially in this particular industry. As you mentioned, that trust is so in important. And even now, yeah, go ahead. I would say I have spoken to people from 80-year-old women, men in their 70s, parents of teenagers who are thinking about CBD um, as opposed to some other kind of pharmaceutical medicine. Um, and obviously like the, the age group that tends to be most of our community is 30 to 65, I would say, but I've really mm -hmm. seen both ends of the spectrum spectrum. Obviously CBD is for individuals, uh, 21 years and older, 18 years old and older in some States. Um, but I've just really enjoyed getting to know what's going on with people why they're seeking out a natural remedy versus using mm -hmm. the pharmacy script that their doctor gave them and yeah. how I can help them. So it is such a learning experience for us uh, to yeah. hear from these individuals and then to also hear back from them or check in with them after they've tried some of the products. That's interesting. Do you, do you want to expand on that? This, this checking back in, is it something, you know, every once in a while that you'll do and when, what does that look like? Um, I really like to check in on people and find out if they're satisfied or if something is happening that they didn't expect. 
So I will ask them for permission. Can I check back with you? What is the best way to check back in with you via email or via telephone? And I mark my calendar to follow up with them again in an appropriate time to find out how the product is working. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We're um, obviously small enough to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, right now we're still building from a customer acquisition and building trust. And because those yeah. are the pillars that are really so important to us, um, it is worth the time and effort to do that and to get that feedback and to build that customer relationship um, and almost like customer intimacy so that we feel like we're a part of their team that's helping them to feel better. Right. Got it. All right. Let's let's really break it down now. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this. I love the details. Um, so let's really break it down for our audience, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about maybe a DTC 101, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you go from the germ of the idea that you and your son had to standing this up? And I'm thinking about things like, you know, what, what you know, really, really give us the scoop. Like, what's mm-hmm. the website you use? Like, how do you have the shopping cart available? What's that software? Where's the inventory live? Um, who helps you with that? Things things like that. And and the reason I'm getting into this is the little that I have in this area, um, I found that sort of understanding what you're up against or your e-commerce team, for example, in CPG world, it w- will help you um, will will help you work better with that group or inform FAQs, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So give us the scoop. Okay. So when we first started out, our idea was that we were going to be a subscription box. So a oh, CBD right. subscription box where we are going to investigate, review, vet, try, uh, make sure all of the lab analysis, everything was in order. It's basically from seed to sale. We're reviewing all of these products and you can subscribe to get the best of the best uh, directly to your home on a monthly basis. Um, Very interestingly, when we first started doing these house parties and people were purchasing the boxes and really interested in what was in there, they said, if I love one product, can I get back to you and just buy that one product? And it Mm -hmm. was immediately sort of an insight for us that we hadn't set ourselves up for that. Fortunately, we were on a Wix website Uh, where we had arranged all of the information, the education, things like that, and set up the first box offering. Um, And we did a quick pivot and added a marketplace and pulled all of the products that we were including in the box and set them up to also be sold separately. So it was one of those where uh, within, I would say, two weeks, the customers told us what they wanted which was different than this avenue we had been going down. But fortunately, because we were so open and just starting and Wix is pretty flexible, um, we were able to quickly pivot and be able to do that. Um, So that was a a shout out for Wix that that worked out pretty well. Um, And also a shout out to our customers because we learned so much. Um, With Mm -hmm. CBD, I have to tell you, a lot of the details and a lot of the work is in just trying to stand up a CBD business. Because the legislation is clear, but in some ways not quite clear uh, because of the banking regulations around cannabis-related products and even hemp-related products. It took us a while to navigate, how do you get banked? How do you set up a payment processor? And one of the only payment processors for CBD businesses is actually Square. And Square was running a beta 
that they were inviting people to apply to be part of their beta test to stand up CBD businesses. And we were fortunate to be selected to be part of that beta. Uh, if that had not happened, I think we would have had quite a bit of work to do ahead of us to try to find someone who would allow us to use their payment processing system. So for instance, you can't use PayPal, you can't use Stripe. Um, there's strict regulations around that because of the cannabis and, and hemp related uh, issues. Um, another thing is getting insurance. Uh, even though we are not producing any of these hemp products ourselves, we are certainly far down the line in terms of where ultimate accountability might rest. Getting insurance mm -hmm. for hemp related businesses is also a bit tricky. And that took us a while to navigate that field and really find someone who was going to work with us, grow with us, um, and uh, I think you know, charge the appropriate rate for the insurance that we were getting. Um, so then when we got into the Wix website, you know, sort of going back to how we wanted to present to our community, from the very beginning, we designed these personas that we thought were people who would be interested in CBD products. Mm -hmm. And we thought about what is the aesthetic? What is the user experience on the website? It's got to be easy for people to find information, to select the kind of products that they may be interested in, and then also have an array of products that are certainly have the efficacy, certainly have the quality. Mm -hmm. But I also, from the very beginning, was looking at cost per milligram of CBD because CBD is actually a pretty expensive product. Um, in my mind, it's somewhat of a luxury product, even though I should—I don't think it should be. It, it is from a price perspective. Um, and I wanted to make sure that the products that we were putting out there was the right value for your dollar. Um, there's a lot of beautiful products out there. I'm sure you've seen them. Uh, but what you're going to pay is way more for the branding and the positioning than it might be for the efficacy of the product. So all of those things were really important to us, and we wanted that to come out in our website design. Well, I'll tell you, the website is beautiful, just as a side note. Um, if you haven't gone out there already, it's www.alaybox.com, I believe. It's quite yes. beautiful mm -hmm. and very relaxing just <laughs> scrolling through or on your Instagram. Um, I didn't expect to uh, pitch you so soon in the conversation, but <laughs> I was looking at it last night and just thought of it. So let me see if I can capture this. Wix? How do you spell Wix? W-I-X. Okay. And that was software. Yeah, that was our initial What's website. That? that was okay. our initial website. We're now on Shopify. Okay. But it was, at, excuse me, but it was with Wix that you went and when you had your pivot to the marketplace, that, that helped you get there. Mm -hmm. And now you're using Shopify. Yes. Okay. And then for the um, payment piece of it, Square. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have to think about on the back end having the insurance in place as well. Mm -hmm. um, anything else we're missing in terms of setting things up for CBD? Um, I think the or other for your business, I should yeah. say. Yeah. The other thing we thought about is what is the experience to get this product? Um, and because we were looking at a subscription box, we immediately thought of unboxings. You know, this has got to be a great yeah. experience. We looked at other products that were out there. We ordered other products that were out there just to see how they were presenting themselves. And we felt like we want this to feel like a gift when it arrives for you. We want you to feel mm -hmm. good from the moment you see it. And we want you to feel happy and start feeling better when you have it in your hands. So we spent a lot of time thinking about what kind of box we're going to put these products in. We mm -hmm. wound up with a magnetic closure box 
with a design all around. So my son is very much the creative and he designed the beautiful wrap that went on these boxes uh, from the very beginning. I think we tagged it happiness lies within and mm-hmm. really started building around something that feels very soothing when you receive this box, very beautifully packaged and really mm-hmm. special. People were getting back to us and telling us that they were using them on their entryway uh, tables to keep their masks in and things like that because <laughs> it was just so beautiful. Right. Oh, nice. So you touched on uh, um, the insurance as being, um, you know, specific to CBD businesses and having this, the, the right insurance. What other considerations in setting and standing this up um, did you have to make because your products were CBD? And I should probably clarify, everything on your website is CBD and it's food and as well as um, non-food products. Yes, what we have are uh, topicals, okay, features, gummies, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some non-CBD products on there as well. And we're actually growing in that segment because people like our curation, and right. uh, we're we're adding to that. But generally, it is topicals, tinctures, gummies. Um, the okay. topicals are things that could be a body cream. Uh, mm-hmm. With CBD, some of our most popular products are uh, for athletes, and mm-hmm. they are body creams that actually help with things like arthritis and stiffness and pain um, if you are doing any kind of athletic endeavors. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have face oils and face serums that help if you have rosacea or any kind of uh, skin mm-hmm. that gives you difficulties. Uh, people with acne have given us very positive feedback on the face serums and the face cleansers. Mm-hmm. So I think all of those kinds of topicals tend to work really nicely. Tinctures are a very popular product. Uh, It is one of the fastest ways to ingest CBD. So you would just put a couple drops under your tongue, let it sit there Mm -hmm. for, you know, about 10 seconds. And because you have so many blood capillaries under your tongue, it enters your system within about 20 to 30 minutes. You begin to feel the effect. Um, Gummies are super popular just because they're fun. And, you know, it's like popping a vitamin in the morning and helps a lot. And then we have chocolates and, you know, things that are really delicious yeah. and, and stuff like that. Thank you for taking me through your portfolio. And the reason I'm I'm grateful for that is the little that I know about CP, CPD. Nope. Nope. The little that I know about CBD and direct-to-consumer, say, online shops is is my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that if you are, if a consumer is trying to check out in a cart, and their cart is a mix of CBD and non-CBD products, you actually cannot do that. They need, you need to have a separate cart for the CBD. Um, and, and perhaps that is a state-by-state state law. Do you have any I think understanding has, on that? I, I bet it has to do with the payment processor. So okay. if you are trying to check out CBD and other products, let's say on Stripe, you can't do that. Square allows you to do that. Um, you know, that's why working with Square is so important. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think, you know, they, they're a lifesaver to our business. You know, Square is it. Uh, and that's what really allows us to move forward. Um, it's an interesting question because we've had a lot of interest in people wanting to do collaborations with us. Mm-hmm. And we have to be very careful. The first question I ask is, what is your payment processor? Because mm-hmm. I do not want to put anyone in jeopardy 
in terms of processing payments for CBD products if they are not authorized to do so by their payment processor. That's a good move, Kathy. <laughs> so you're still with Square. Yes. And again, just now I'm, I'm lost my place here. We were digging into what anything else special on your website for CBD, and I think we've touched on. Well, I think the other thing is you have to have all the FDA, um, all the uh, language. You know, all the language and what is that called? The FDA disclaimers. Yeah, they're disclaimers. This product has not been approved by the FDA, and you know it's not right. Uh, you know, certified to have medical results and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We have certificate of analysis for all of our products, which means that we have actually spoken to the producers. We've talked to them about where Mm -hmm. these products came from, uh, where the farm is, making sure it's in the U.S., how the manufacturing occurs. And then the lab analysis is really the final step that tells us what is and is not in this product. So for instance, we want to make sure that if they say there's 25 milligrams of CBD per gummy, let's say, that it has been certified that that's true. And then because these are products that come out of the land, uh, many people want to make sure that there's nothing harmful in there, no chemicals, no mold, no metals, the kinds of things that can be picked Mm -hmm. up through soil. So a good CBD uh, product maker is Mm -hmm. going to test and certify that all of those things have been validated. And then my son and I look at all of those analysis and make sure that we're comfortable with what the lab analysis is telling us. And we get on the phone with them and just sort of walk through that to make sure Mm -hmm. that we can explain it to someone if they ask us. Now, are those lab analyses required to be on your website available for consumers or is that just kind of a nice to have? I think we believe it's really important. It's not required. We believe it's really important and, again, stands behind the product. If anyone were to want Mm -hmm. to see a little bit more of what's in the product, it's right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing that's important with CBD is that it's below the legal limit of THC. So that's the other thing that is tested in this lab analysis. Mm -hmm. And you can be assured that you're not going to get more THC or any THC Mm -hmm. if you don't want any. Got it. How important are FAQs for a direct-to-consumer business and specifically one that, you know, really focuses on CBD? Do you have them on your website or just kind of what's your point of view? Yeah, I think FAQs are really important and especially with CBD because it is this growing area of Mm -hmm. natural-based medicine. And I think people want to understand uh, more about the products, what products to take, um, you know, what would be the appropriate medium for me? Should I take a tincture or a gummy? Does it vary by body size? Does it vary by gender? So all mm-hmm. those kinds of things we answer in our FAQs and in the education aspects. And okay. I think all of that has been really helpful. Um, I think people read it. I will say it's not our most visited part of the site, um, but it's mm-hmm. important for us to have it there for people who might want it. I do think people feel pretty comfortable contacting us via Instagram. Uh, We do Mm -hmm. get a lot of DMs, you know, straight from Instagram. And uh, we do get emails from people. Can I just loop back to Shopify for a second? Sure. Can you just share with us? And I've heard of Shopify, obviously. What is the role of Shopify? Um, So Wix was good for us to start out. And it was very easy to put up, very easy to design. My son, as I said, is very creative and he understood how to work with that. He did a lot of photography and it went really well. As we got more feedback from our community, we understood that they wanted more options. 
And that really was pushing us to see how far can we push Wix um, in its natural state? Because, of course, you Mm -hmm. can start coding your own website behind the Wix platform, uh, but it's very labor intensive. So we began a search to try to look at what might work better for us sort of out of the box. We knew we would still have to do some coding and design, but what might be a better option for us? And that's when we landed on Shopify. And that was in response to customers telling us they love the subscription, but they also would like to design their own boxes, build their own boxes, create Mm -hmm. their own gifts, um, shop in the marketplace, get the subscription. Maybe I want it for three months. Maybe I want it for six months. Maybe I want it for 12 months. Just a lot of variance on the theme. So when we looked at Shopify, it felt like it had all of the bells and whistles and the widgets that we wanted. And it was as easy to work with as Wix but just gave us a lot more optionality for what our community was telling us now and probably, you know, a lot of bandwidth for where we might go in the future. When you, as the customer service team, goes to Shopify, that's where you can also see the, literally the orders by order number. Yes. And kind of what the status is and things like that. Yeah. Shopify has everything. So Shopify will mm-hmm. show me all of the orders. It will show me uh, abandoned checkouts. It will Mm -hmm. show me return customers. It will show me the average purchase, where these customers are coming from. It has all built-in analytics. You can do email campaigns off of Shopify. Um, You can do marketing campaigns. It has a lot of tools built into it. Mm -hmm. It manages our inventory as well. Um, So it's actually, for an entrepreneur with a small business, it's ideal. When you say manage your inventory, it it, it does it how's it for you or more like just tell you how much is left or like what the status is on fulfillment? Yeah. So what we did is we built a, um, you know, sort of inventory room here at home and Mm -hmm. stacked up everything. And as inventory comes in, we go onto Shopify. Sometimes it's adding a new product and that's very easy to add in the new product, put the inventory in there where the inventory is stored And it will track against your sales and let Mm -hmm. you know when you're running low. And then as soon as the last uh, skew goes, it puts sold out on your website. Got it. That's how it's connected. Yeah. What happens on Shopify is a customer places an order. We fulfill it. And then through Shopify, we also generate the shipping label. And as soon as you generate the shipping Mm -hmm. label and uh, Shopify recognizes that that's been done, Literally, all you do is click the button done. It notifies the client that a shipping label has been generated. You can track it right here and it adjusts all mm-hmm. of the inventory on whatever that order was. So it's super easy. Thank you for those details. Of course, I'm not here on the podcast to promote one software or one platform versus the other, but it's nice to know because if your consumer relations team is supporting this piece of the customer journey, um, you know, that's probably the one place that they'll need someone will need access to and and really understand all the nuances of what's available because if a consumer contacts you, um, you're going to need to go there and root cause. Well, what is their concern? And then from there, um, you know, figure out, okay, then how will we reimburse or how do we um, really make this consumer whole whole? So I think it can also do, if I'm not mistaken, special promotion codes you can put in there or discount codes and things like that. So it can really 
really support the what we call the reimbursement. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So we can put in discount codes that are automatically applied mm-hmm. at timeframes. You can have 10 different groups, 10 different discount codes going yeah. at the same time. Um, if there is an issue with an order, I can refund the individual mm-hmm. uh, directly through Shopify. And yeah. I would say for the most part, we've had a very high level of satisfaction. Oh, the sure. only thing that we did learn is some of our products are chocolate and gummies and mm-hmm. we need to be careful in hot weather. And especially some of the heat yeah. that we've been having over the past couple of years, that was a learning lesson too. We had uh, probably one issue with chocolate and one issue with gummies. And we learned very quickly that we needed to then use ice packs uh, within those boxes. Yeah. Well, that's a great insight. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I do sound like I talk about complaints a lot. And um, I don't mean to project that onto you, but, but in CPG, really, uh, more people call with a concern or a question than they do say praise. Just wanted to share that. There, there's going to be a time, I know, because you are a dynamo and full transparency. Uh, Kathy and I went to, to college together and really has been a dynamo from the get-go and have watched her grow throughout her career. So there is going to be a time, Kathy, that you're going to um, have a special person that's going to focus on, say, customer service mm-hmm. while you're off doing other stuff. So for my audience, um, I do like to come up with tips on how to work with different parts of the organization, as I said at the top. So how can the you know the customer service or consumer relations team work best with their e-commerce team? And in this scenario, you're the e-commerce team, let's say. I think first and foremost, be a great listener and ask a lot of questions to understand what is going on. Don't feel the need to be quick to come up with a solution uh, because it's better to do some investigation and come back with some suggestions and uh, make sure that the customer feels heard and listened to and that you have more than one solution potentially to present to them. And in many times we hear things that we've never heard before. And I really want to make sure, again, building the trust that we do the research to give them a fact-based response to their question. So I think it's being a good listener, be very empathetic to the situation. And I would say 100%, you have to be curious. You have to Mm -hmm. want to do the digging in to understand what is going on here. What is the research that's been done? And do I or do I not have a solution? There's some people who have come to me where I've said, I loved hearing your story. I want you to feel better, but I really yeah. don't have anything that I can offer you. In terms of like a, a, a cross sell is what we would call that. Because I think that is your policy that if they are dissatisfied, I think I saw that on one of mm-hmm. your channels. Yeah, that you'll refund it um, 100% with store credit. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless. Got it. Got it. All right. Now, hoping you can look in your crystal ball. What what trends do you see for direct-to-consumer support or direct-to-consumer as part of like the whole e-commerce world in general? I think that you have to create customer intimacy without bothering people. Uh, (laughs) You know, even though people have been trapped inside their homes and now they're getting to go out again, time is still a scarce resource. So I think we're all fighting for attention and uh, we want to be respectful of people. So it is this individualized, personalized relationship 
with customers that feels good uh, when they mm -hmm. receive any kind of communication or information or even a product from you, not mm -hmm. intrusive and not bothersome. Um, you know, I really mm -hmm. don't want someone to get to a point where they feel like they want to unsubscribe. So I think it's really thinking about who's on the receiving end and testing, like even with our communications, when people receive our emails or if they see our Instagram, I want them to feel happy. You know, I want mm -hmm. the colors to be joyful. I want the yes. message to be, you know, sort of brief, but impactful. Um, I always think of, I forget who was the person who said it, uh, but the saying was, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. <laughs> and it's because a long one is somewhat inconsiderate. You know, put some time into it to say exactly mm. what you want to say very briefly, very thoughtfully, but be respectful of my time. And I test myself against those things uh, quite a bit. In my professional life, people used to know one of my favorite sayings was, be brief, be smart, be gone. And, you know, <laughs> adhere to that because it's very respectful yeah. of people's attention span. Yeah. I think that's that's timely and um, genius. Thanks for articulating <laughs> that. <laughs> Kathy, I always ask all my guests um, if they have a volunteer group that um, they would like to give a shout out to. Okay. Um, that's a great question. One of the other things that's really important at LA Box is having purpose and giving back to the community. So mm -hmm. we say do good, feel good. Uh, we've given to a number of organizations. Um, we've given back to a number of artists in the community who've helped us design our boxes. Um, but we are mainly associated with the Last Prisoner Project. And the Last Prisoner Project is really working to help individuals who've been incarcerated for nonviolent small drug offenses and have been you know, caught up in the system for many years. And our funds go to help them get the legal support they need. It's www thelastprisonerproject.org. Got it. Thank you. Well, Kathy, we are at the end of our time and I just want to wish you continued success on your new venture. And thank you again for taking the time to chat with me on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a delight. Nice to talk with you today. Thanks, Kathy. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.